Ball and Play 2 presented by DraftKings is underway. Head over to our Warehouse Games channel to see all the action from Ball and Play. Get some skin in the game and download the DraftKings app right now. Don't forget to use our promo code WAREHOUSE. That's promo code WAREHOUSE only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Today is April 10th, and the Yankees are still not playing baseball. We're still doing this global pandemic thing. Nonetheless, we will. Take your voicemails, and we will talk some Yanks. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Talking Yanks. My name is John Boy, and I have, as always, Jake with me, Story Alley, and little cute BBD in the corner if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening, you may hear his voice every now and then. It is April. There's no baseball. We all know this. We're all coping with it. We've been rolling out some interviews Today, we're just going to talk some vo- talk some Yanks, Jake. We're going to do some voicemails. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay, Jim. I'm doing okay. I uh, sunk sunk my teeth into some baseball today. Kind of kind of got low last night. Um, I I was like, you know, I I I had the idea yesterday. I was like, you know what? I sh- I should do a Jakey Burn. I was like, you know, the players are keeping their talent sharp. Like, I got to keep my talent sharp. And I was like, you know what? Let me see what the Yankees were doing this time last year. And it was the three-game set at Houston that they got swept on. And Clint had a fiasco and all that stuff. So that even brought me down another peg when I was having kind of a low moment um, watching the 2013 NBA Finals. Uh, today's been kind of okay. The masters, they've been rerunning an old masters and I don't know what year it is. And I don't remember what happened perk of having a bad brain. So I've been enjoying that a little bit. I, I went on my daily walk with noodle. Um, if anyone's looking for me, I'll be wearing my signature glasses and walking a giraffe type dog. And, uh, yeah, I think, I, I think my new inspiration, uh, and I, I haven't heard the actual quote, but I saw it on the interstate. Uh, was our, our guy Big Cat said, you know, it used to be cool to do nothing when there was something to do. Mm-hmm. And right now the problem is finding the something. So if you find something to do, nothing can be cool again. So keep keep searching for that something, people. So I'm, oh, I'm doing all right. I'm full. How are you doing? I'm full of some things. Chock full of them. You like, live a something life. Yeah. Yeah. Like when we're finally done... And this this uh, podcast is edited and, and scheduled after we're done recording it, and then tomorrow's talking baseball. Uh, I got to edit that and schedule it. Like I'm going to be so excited to do nothing and just sit on the couch with Katie and watch a show or something. Might that's might be why you do some things. It's heavy. It's I'm meta a, a little bit. I'm always doing something. Even, I know. Even when I'm not. I'm doing it. I, I hosted a whole rank these Olivia's last I night. I know. 
It's wild. That's why I like gummies because they turn off my brain a little bit. Because there's always right. something. There's always, an, there's always an idea I try to do, and then I, if I have it, I have to do it. So find your something, Jake. Find your something so you can do nothing, people. Put that on a quote board and then sell it to all of the mass medias. Fair? Oh, and someone, I, I think I said it in JJR the other day. I called myself the people's idiot. And that that resounded with a couple of Jake's jesters, so that might be a that might be a future shirt. Uh, you didn't say it. The guy who made the theme, the intro song used it, and it's a clip from Last from the Past. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think you were calling yourself the people's idiot, but it works. Oh, if if I was or if I wasn't, I mean that makes it that makes it work out even better. So. Why don't you change um, I, your Twitter to the people's idiot? Uh, we'll see. We'll see if I can find time somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Uh, and I'm excited for voicemails, man. Um, I think some. I think the people are going to bring the heat. I think we're going to get some silly ones. I think we're going to get some serious, serious baseball ones. Yeah, I don't know. We haven't screened them or anything at all, so we'll be interesting to see to see what happens. We hope. Do you guys have some good calls? Do you see what uh you want to do like state of Yankee social media and stuff? We had Adovino on the sure. episode before, and he talked about how DJ was stick handling and playing hockey, and then Yes Network posted yeah. the video. That's fun. Uh, Teed that right up. Yeah, right. And do you see what Boomer's been doing? David Wells is the most active Twitter account I've yeah. ever seen. I saw him off the deep end one day and like wrestling people. And I kind of did a, like, I'm, I'm going to, I, I kind of turned, what's a, what's it when you look away, you turn a blind eye. Is that yeah. the phrase? Yeah. I kind of did that with boomer. Cause it seemed like he was going in a wrong direction. Um, uh, there, I mean, he's like, you know, he's not being 100% civil, but he, he did a whole sale and sold some things, but like, yeah, it, it, there's some good tidbits. He said the Yankees were his favorite team to play for. I don't think that's pandering at this point because no. he played for a lot of teams, but he's going crazy on uh, on all the socials. It's nuts. And did you see Michael K? Judge, Judge went live with Dame Lillard, your two guys. Did he? Yeah. Dude, I, I we didn't even talk about this on air. We did off air. Like That day when Judge's agent agency and Gary's agency – just started tweeting like so much from their accounts yeah. cracked me up. Like, all the agents were like, Oh my God, we need to get our athletes in the spotlight. I mean, Gary's Twitter account is comical. He was like quote treating people. He's living up to the teddy bear stuff though, Jim. What do you mean? What did I miss? Like there's one, there's like one little kid that they got his heart and he was tweeting at him a lot. I don't know. I, Judge is the fakest thing I've ever seen. I've got Judge's tweets being faker than Gary's. Uh, Gary didn't quote tweet this and say, Kendall is a beauty. I have a girl as well. Hashtag girls rule the world. Gary did not tweet that. You don't think so? I think no. he did. I think no. Gary's, a, no. Gary's a lovable girl dad teddy bear like you've been depicting. There is... Uh, Wow. Awesome picks. Future bombers. Great job. <laughs> like they're the most. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Gary's agent is doing work right now and good for Gary's him. Gary's doing great on his Twitter. 
judge a judges is faker still. They're like, both. What's your favorite moment? Yeah. What's your favorite home run? Oh wow, I liked that one too. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I just behind the scenes to think that these agencies are just scrambling to keep their players in the limelight is so funny. I mean, like we know CC doesn't run his accounts. Like these players don't run their own accounts. Right. Vast majority of them, uh, which is the Gary one's cracking me up. Every quote tweet. Great job. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> the yeah. bl- blandest, like, okay, we need to be active, but we don't want to put words in Gary's mouth. What's something he'd be okay with? Future bombers. I'm, wow. I'm, so, I'm keeping it in my soul that that's Gary. I think, you know, he's not keeping it flashy because, you know, he's, he's timid about his English and he's just a lover, man. Gary's just loving. I bet my left toe. One of them. Okay. It's not Which good. one? Just one of them, and that's it's a toe to be named later. Do I get to pick? Uh, depends on, so it all, it, the stipulation is how many of the tweets. Stipulation is how involved was Gary. If it's zero involvement at all, you, you don't get to pick. Because I win. Right, that means you win the bet, so that's kind of not how it works. If Gary is typing them with his hands, and no one is even telling him to do it at all, you get right. to pick. You get to pick. I get to pick the toe. Okay. If people, so either way you lose the toe in this if, situation so far. No, if it's 0%, I, I keep my toes. I I messed that up. <laughs> I take it back. Yeah. Quick take back. <laughs> good bet. Good bet. good bet. Good bet. Thank you. Thank you. Let's just go to voicemail real quick. Here we go. Sure. I was thinking DJ would be a great dog name. I mean, a man who's a machine. I think it's only fair to name your dog after a machine. DJ, it is. I mean, if you're going to name it after the machine, why don't you just call your dog Machine? So what's the name DJ LeMahieu's dog? I kind of couldn't no, hear that. No, so it's now. a play. The last voicemails we did was like, you know, dog best Yankee dog names. So they're, they're saying sure. DJ is a good dog name because DJ is a machine and you name your dog after a machine, but you just name your dog Machine. Uh, I think there's some beauty in the simplicity of DJ not wanting to go out of his realm so far that he named the dog the same thing as himself. No, no, not for DJ's dog. For any Yankee fan to name their dog after a Yankee. Oh, see, I thought we were talking about DJ LeMahieu's dog. No, no remember, now remember, I have him naming his dog DJ, which I like a lot. In last <laughs> last episodes or voice bump, someone asked, what are some good dog names? He's just... right. Yeah, uh, DJ naming his dog DJ is good, but not, it doesn't stand for DJ. Thank you. It's, it stands for like Dog Jones. <laughs> dog Jones. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. Okay, thank you for that call. Short and sweet. Here we go. I'm picturing DJ's wife being like, hey, DJ, can can I get a dog? And like he doesn't react at all. And then, and then she's like, hey, if I get the dog, you get to name it. And yeah, he, just goes he like grunts and she goes, she brings home the dog and he goes, well, DJ. DJ, yeah. Dog Jones. DJ. It's the best name I know. Hey guys, it's Mike from Yorktown, New York. Real quick question, uh, more on Aaron Boone. Let's say that the only World Series he gets uh, under his belt as a manager is this year in a shortened season. What does it look like for him as a manager when his era is up? Will he be discredited or will they give more credit to the players? It kind of seems like a little oddball situation you may have this year if that is the case. I hope that is not the case, though. Go Yanks. 
Yeah, I mean, this this is bigger than Boone. It's kind of just, in general, what is this World Series actually going to count as? Um, I'm of the thought that this season is going to resemble normal baseball very, very little. And they should just not be playing for the World Series if that's the case. They should just call it like the 2020 Cup or something. Uh, if they can get 81 games in and it's and it is like three game sets versus the league and all of the normal playoff, then it's World Series. I'm totally fine with that. I don't think that's likely. Um, so if it is like an 81-game season, they win the World Series, sure. I mean, in the long run, won the World Series, you know? And it's back-to-back seasons winning 100 games and then a World Series, really, really good talent. So it's it, it also is how much your manager is going to be rewarded in general moving forward now that we have this such a different style of managing baseball. So there's a lot that goes into this, I think, that isn't just about Boone. Yeah, I think I, I want to shoot the whole thing in the foot a little bit because what it is is it's just fodder. Um, in, in this fake world, if we if we play something that resembles a season in a World Series, it'll be the next time there's a dull in sports and it'll be, you know, Boone only got that title in the shortened season and someone else will be like, well, actually, he should get more credit with everything that was going on in the world to keep the guys organized. And then the other person will say, well, it was a shortened season. That was weird. And just go back and forth until they get to commercial break. What about LeBron's title with the Warriors? That's still, I think people dispute that a lot, right? Because like all the Warriors had to get hurt and suspended for him to win it. Not nearly as much. Um, I, I think if you're an NBA fan, like when it happened, you know, obviously people are going to go at Draymond suspension. If, if you're having a heavy NBA conversation, I mean, it'll get mentioned, but end of the day, I mean, it's LeBron's title. Yeah. Um, people that hate the Jimmy N- NBA's. Yeah, if people that don't like Boone, or the Yankees will 100% like you'll be up against that. No matter. Of course you will. It's not, it didn't just land on. It has nothing to do with Boone. The players will have to deal with it. You know, we're kind of oddly focusing just on Boone when a lot of people, whoever wins the world series. And can I say one last thing? Yeah. That shirt looks really good on you, and you could get it at the Talking Yanks store, the 90, 96 Yanks Destiny Dog Pile shirt. I think I want that. Thank you, Jake. The Destiny. I never promoted yeah. this shirt. I just wear it because I made it for myself, and I like it. Yeah, it's a good shirt. Looks it's a good, good dog on pile. you. Thanks. Thanks. Your colors. Blue, white, and gray. Hey, Talking Yanks. Blue, gray, this is Rob white. from NJ here, longtime listener, first-time caller. Just had a quick points and questions to run by you guys. First, I always thought it'd be cool for the Yes Network to broadcast the game from above home plate like they did in the old days. Maybe put like an old-timey, old-school filter on it so it would look like it's being played in the 50s or 60s. I mean, if they could do this for one game a year or even during old-timers day, I think it'd just be a cool experience for fans. So I just wanted your thoughts on that. And second, remember in 2004 when A-Rod knocked the ball out of Arroyo's glove in the ALCS and he was called out in a huge moment of the game? I agree with the call because it's against the rules and everything, but I think the rule was kind of ridiculous considering players could basically openly concuss players uh, with the sole purpose of uh, trying to knock the ball free, specifically catchers. So I just wanted to see 
if you agree with the rule is absurd, putting aside any Yankee bias. Um, all right, that's it for me. Thank you and love the show. Wow. Thank you, Rob from New Jersey. Got that in in 52 seconds, Jake. I wonder if you practiced it to make sure it was under our one minute guideline. And that might be Rob's first time calling in here. That wasn't Rob's first time calling because that was a well-delivered voicemail. I think it was practice is, is what, I, what I'm what i saying. But uh, okay. yeah, very well, very well-delivered. Thank you, Rob. First question. He wants the old-school wide shot of the stadium more um, from the 50s and the 60s. Now, I don't want this at all. Um, the only way right. I think it would be cool is if they did like a live stream cam on a separate broadcast. Like you could go to a separate webs page somewhere and you could just see like the whole, You could, like I'd want the outfielders in it. I want the movement of the entire and some fans in it, you know, just like yeah. a camera shot. They should do that. Why don't they just have websites where they just live, like after the fact, here's one, you know, this camera three hours straight. So much stuff they could do that I think would be cool. Um, That'd be cool, but live time, I hate that view. I know you're kind of different than me, so would you like that? Um, not really. I think there's a reason they do the broadcast how they do them. Um, I think we evolve as a society. Um, like if they do it to give everyone at the S Network a day off, like I'll support that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, other otherwise, um, what about like Labor I'm, Day? I'm fine. Yeah, I mean, like if they Labor Day Monday, if they give every Everyone except one off, sure. Just a live stream? No, that would suck. I would hate that. That would be like when... And that's the other thing where where Rob suggested that part at the end where he's like, maybe one day a year like an old-timers day. People would lose their minds. I'd hate that. I'd be like when I watched my brother's Cal Ripken World Series games and it was just a, a live shot from above and you just stream it and that was the only view you got. Who's up? Yeah. Was he safe? Was he out? Blows. So, yeah. We, sorry, we normally compliment the Yes Network because they have one of the best broadcasts and cameras and everything in, in the league. They do. Yeah. They do. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. Uh, next question. When A-Rod slapped the ball uh, away from Bronson Arroyo, he thinks that that rule is bad. Um Oh, shit, man. Again, Rob, great voicemail. Going <laughs> to disagree again. You can't slap balls out of yeah. other players' hands. <laughs> Imagine if that was allowed. You just and fucking I, I deck think, first baseman. You just swat the first. Noted the, Rob noted the the running into the catcher rule. That's been eliminated. I don't. Not know allowed anymore. Rob knows that. Um, like imagine so if the tough. the catcher was outstretched to catch the ball coming from the third baseman, and the runner just batted his hand down it'd be so easy yeah. <laughs> uh, be i like uh, well where my weird brain went was like okay you know it's obviously normal baseball around the rest of the bases but like just running to first base full contact like if you're if you're gonna instead of throwing it to first like when those pitchers just stand in the baseline and wait for you to get there or whatever i, I mean there's something fun there but not real and not happening great voicemail rob uh, incredibly delivered. Well left. Hey, John Boy, Jake. This is Mike checking in from Alexandria, Virginia. Hey, good question. You probably addressed this on Talking Baseball, maybe a little bit on Twitter. I might have missed it. Any chance that Major League Baseball starts play without spectators? Just starting to think slowly as more cities 
kind of get different phases of the pandemic here at different times, how that's going to affect what cities might allow spectators to come. And if that's the case, does that mean John Sterling called games by himself and all the players will hear him? That'd be weird. All right, see ya. Um, thank you. Good call. We talk so much baseball, Jake. I forget if we've had this conversation on here or not. Uh, probably just talking baseball. 100% there won't be spectators if games start this season. I mean, I'm of the thought we're like the nation's going to be social distancing for a long time, like a, a year. Because once summer goes away and fall starts and the cold weather gets colder again, then we got to combat this again. It's not like come July, 50,000 people are all going to be allowed in one place. I mean, I mean, that'd right. be crazy if we spent a month quarantining, a month plus quarantining, quarantining, am I saying that right? Just to, just that's, you know, just to snap right back into, oh, everything's normal. I mean, this is going to be a slow, gradual fade out. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think we're having full stadiums anywhere near uh, the realm of 2020 baseball season. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting because you and I are, are pretty in lockstep on that. I mean, it's, it's, it's pure logic. It's if we're doing this now, you know, if we go out and, hey, guys, we did a great job. July 15th, let's pack the ballpark. Nope. <laughs> then we just we just blew everything. So yeah. uh, if and when baseball comes back this year, I think it would be without fans. Um, or, or at least limited fans. I know you, you, me, and Trevor Plouffe on Talking Baseball went into the deep end a little bit, and we talked about like almost a quarantined fan section or something like that. That would become a little interesting. Um, I, I don't know. There's so many logistics, and I think uh, – uh, again, it's it's the unknown uh, and a uh, equation. No, yeah, something I heard it equated to today was that we're we're all living a movie that we kind of think we know the ending. Like we think this gets better, and you know we get some better testing, and and this happens, blah blah blah. But nobody knows the ending, <laughs> like you know. So it, it's all just educated guesses. But yeah, I mean, it's it's if you use pure logic around it, unless uh, you know, the cure is eating a bag of carrots and that comes out tomorrow and everyone can just do that. Huge. Uh, I mean, yeah, the world's not going to be a normal place for a little bit. Dr. Fauci, who's like the most respected guy on the planet right now, um, he suggested that the high five and handshakes are done forever. <laughs> so we might be living in a very new world soon. I would pay money to have an inside look at Dr. Fauci's inner monologues when he's in the bathroom looking at himself in the mirror. Like, how confident is he that he's become the face of this? Is he sweating bullets behind the scenes? Like, I fucking hope I'm right, dude. I don't know how I got here. Or is he, I know. Oh, I know. You know? My time to no, shine. No, I've been waiting Fauci. for a fucking pandemic. No, that's why when we talked about Fauci on JJR a little bit today, I... I, I raised the eyebrow at you a little bit when you said you didn't recognize him because he's he's been around. I, I didn't he know how like, to pronounce his name. You didn't know how to pronounce it. You you said you read it a lot, and I I think even back when we were in the office, I think I dropped a Fauci on you because a he's a small, 
B, he's Italian, and C, he's been around forever. He was like, he was the lead guy through like HIV and AIDS. So Fauci like runs the world. Interesting job. Yeah, right? Where was he on HIV and AIDS, man? That was fucked up. He was, he like led the defense of it and figuring it out and stuff. See the guy that named it Grid? Because that makes him a bad guy. I don't think he was. Um, otherwise, I don't think he'd be in this position. And I like, I don't think he, he led the way by like actually doing the thing to the monkey, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's Stewardess. Yeah. <sighs> Tough. All right. Uh, so that answers that question. Like, I don't think stadiums will be full until next summer. Right? Um, yeah, again, we're, we're all guessing how the movie ends. I have no idea. I mean, maybe there's some rapid testing who, uh, maybe there's a solution. Maybe there's something else that, you know, by the time this fake season in the world series were to roll around, like say, say this fake world series is in November. Uh, again, what does the world look like then? Can we put 20,000 people in a stadium? I'd have no idea. You just have to tarp off every other row. <laughs> That'd be funny. Every other seat, every other row. I mean, yeah. hey, crazier things. <laughs> All right. Hey, how's it going? It's Devin calling from Greenville, North Carolina. Still working out here on a golf course because apparently it's an essential business. Ball get right to it. I got two rankings for you first. Five personality. How would you rank the core four? I got Posada, Pettit, and then Gita Rivera about even. They both had that calm demeanor. And then I also – Ranked the box bombers the same way. The three mainly being Gary, Judge, and Glaber. I got Glaber, Sanchez, then Judge. Judge, unfortunately, falls in the same boat for me as Judas Rivera. It's more calm demeanor players. And yeah, that's all I got to say. Um, for the dog names, by the way, my dog's name is Georgie after Jorge. And I figured that was a good one, too. Take Okay. All right. So, Jake, we are ranking the personalities of the core four. Very tough to do. Right. Very tough to do because very differing. Jeter and Posada's personalities are both are both needed in a room. And they're they're both way different. Right. I mean, I think we got to reverse engineer this a little bit. And I think last place has to be Mariano because of the second family and like disobeying his son type stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure how much out that stuff is, but yeah. I mean, it's out there. Yeah. Like, I'm not breaking that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mo, yeah, Mo's probably the the least easy, easy least. Yeah, uh, I go Jeter, Posada, Pettit, Mo. Jeter, Posada, Pettit, Mo. Yeah, because I mean, I th I think the realization when Jeter killed every press conference for twenty years is that you know if Jeter let that wall down, it seemed like he'd be a guy you liked. Yeah, um, maybe that was his trick. For me, Mo's last, and then from there we're putting Jeter first because we believe that that Jeter from crushing the press conferences, he has that killer personality that if he he let his guard down and he got to really hang with Jeets, he'd be cool. 
And then from there, I think I think the Pettit Jorge thing is a coin toss, but I, I feel like you do have to go Andy because he's laid back. Andy, he's chilling. He's he's relaxed. Jorge's Jorge gets you know fired up. He might get in your face if he's having a bad time. So I lean Jeets, Andy, Jorge, Mo. I don't know if we're doing it like who you'd want to hang out with or what kind of personality you want on a baseball team. I mean, that's yeah. Who knows? On a baseball team, I I'd take Posada as my two. Hanging out with, I take Pettit. Yeah, and that's that gets that's I I don't know needed more stipulations. Rivera's the closer either way. The next one is the Baby Bombers, Gary Judge and Glaber. And I know Judge is very similar to Jeter. I actually right. gonna go Glaber easy one. Really? No, I'm not. I just remembered Puppy Dog Glaber. I'm going Judge yeah, easy you're one. Forgetting how young he is. Yeah, wow. if if he gets rid of the Puppy Dog stuff, easy Glaber one. And I think he will. I mean, this is the br- this is the most brutal last place. Um, because I mean, Glaber's a pretty cool cat, but he's young. Um, Judge, like you said, it's the Jeter argument there. And then Gary, I mean, look how much he cares about that those little kids. So yeah, trophy. I'm up. going. I'm going Judge. I think I'm going Judge Glaber Gary, which is tough. Oh, that's my same order. But it, it's Gary by default last because um, he doesn't speak English, so I don't I don't truly know his personality. I know Teddy Bear Gary, but I think I might have made that up. Well, you, you've seen him on Twitter showing his personality. And that's good stuff by him. Uh-oh, this voicemail is a minute and seven seconds long. Oh, it's Bubak. Okay, here we go. Okay. One exception. What's up, boys? Uh, it's Bubak. Not the Bubak. It's Bubak's little brother. Whoa. Uh, first-time caller, long-time listener. Anyways, I was just- Okay. Is Bubak's little brother allowed to get longer than a minute? Well, yeah, because of the introduction. I don't know if you saw the look on BBD's face, but he, like, his O face came out. I mean, they're getting grandfathered in a little. I think people are going to get upset. Uh, it's just because of the introduction. I mean, I think we got our seven seconds right there. Okay, here we go. I was just listening to your recent episode with Brian Hoke. Uh, and, and initially, you guys started talking about Judge and his injury. It got me thinking, why is there not a mandated off-season checkup? Like, in order for trades to be executed, you know, you hear a lot of times uh, pending player physical. Why do they not have a mandated physical in the off-season, you know, to stop shit like this from happening, you know? You would think uh, a billion-dollar organization that are the New York Yankees would cop up a little coin, you know, to have some off-season checkups, you know, x-rays, CT scans, shit like that, so their players can be healthy by the time the season rolls around. Uh, I don't know. Just my two cents. Later, guys. Uh, If they had, like, an off-season checkup, in Judge's situation, they probably still wouldn't have found anything because it took like four different doctors and MRIs and x-rays and all that to find it in the first place. So if you're going to do extensive tests like that, who knows? Like there should be something. Probably should have checked in with Savvy. And that was also, it took the die cast MRI. It took like four MRIs to find it. Do that first. We've said that a lot. Um Yeah, I don't know. You got to send a doctor out there. Like, what are we doing? We sending them to a, 
I don't know how it would happen. The logistics of checking in on everyone are just wild. It would be incredibly hard to send a doctor or to have these guys check in at their own hospitals and then you don't know what's going on. So it would just be kind of a brutal ask in a way. Yeah, I think my my dumb hide-behind-it answer would be something about the CBA. I, I think there's rules about when teams can check in on their players and stuff like that. And and then more realistically and logistically, like you just mentioned, I mean, is it is it just the Yankees' doctor? Um, because are they going to trust Johnny Lasagna's doctor in Nicaragua? And if they don't, are they going to send a doctor to see Johnny L's in Nicaragua and then send him up to Canada to see Paxton, and then you send him to see Tanaka overseas? So, I mean, uh, the, the whole thing is a nightmare. It's it. I think the weird part about it, from the fan perspective is why like why don't these guys check in more with themselves there's there's such a thing with athletes and taking care of yourself and eating healthy that it's like wouldn't you want to go get checked up by a doctor a lot but i don't know and again it's a basis like i kind of said this already it's uh it's a player to player thing like severino yeah man you probably should have got that checked out knowing what's on the line there Right, but for him, it was also like a fear factor. Oh, yeah, scared. Scared. Yeah. That it's uh, Schrodinger's cat. If you get the MRI, oh my God. then you might need Tommy John. If you never get the MRI, who knows? You know? Schrodinger's dog. But but ju- um, but judges is totally not mal- malpractice or anyone did like anything wrong. Just the weirdest wrong. shit ever. Just the, and he had a punctured lung. Like, it's there's no nothing bad about that right. now that we know, like, exactly what happened so i don't know so they could send dono around send him to nicaragua he's not doing the checkups like, okay Booback's brother coming in with a serious question <laughs> uh next up here we go oh hold on coming through the wrong place okay come on What's up, guys? Two things. First, John Boy, your breakdown of the Amir Garrett fight with the Pirates is a is an all-timer. Uh, I watched that thing way too many times. Second, a big Yankee fan. I love following trades and stuff. I'm a big out-of-the-park baseball guy like Jake. Uh, a little bit younger, so I haven't been into all of it so deeply for too long. But I was thinking about the Curtis Granderson, Austin Jackson trade. Uh, what was that like, and what would be a comparison of it like today as far as how Curtis Granderson was and Austin Jackson was at the time related to the farm system today. Thanks guys. Hear from you soon. I think the biggest comparison would be like Sheffield for Paxton almost feels somewhat similar, highly, highly touted prospect in a big trade, uh, just on the Yankees and the return level. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Um, it's it's so tough it starts apples and oranges and then there's other fruit and stuff like that but yeah i i mean that trade was pretty wild austin jackson was a big prospect curtis granderson is like maybe underrated in in the past 10 15 years of baseball players and what what he came over and did and he was doing in detroit um but yeah there were so many moving parts in that trade i mean uh, detroit ends up getting scherzer from arizona uh, the Yankees also sent out was Jimmy's guy in Kennedy. Um, oh, yeah. 
So, yeah, I, I mean, a lot of moving parts in that trade. It, it's hard to compare. I'm, I'm trying to think of other uh, – I mean, that's one of the bigger trades. There's another one. Montero I mean, South, was I, bigger at the time. Montero for Pineda. I mean, that's a I mean, bigger Montero, version of that, – That was supposed to be crazy. That was supposed to be like two of the future stars at their positions and both kind of flamed out. It's so um, crazy because Montero was supposed to be next, like at the catcher. You know what I mean? So when yeah. they traded him, I was so, I was like, wait, what? And then we started hearing about this 16-year-old Gary Sanchez, and they thought they could bridge the gap better. They also, I think they, who did we talk to that said, like, it was almost kind of obvious Montero had, like, a bad work ethic? Yeah, I, I think that was Bobby Pimpsner when we had him on, I think. I think so as well, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and just this is me in a baseball reference rabbit hole that the Arizona Diamondbacks, they traded Max Scherzer away in that trade. And then I think two, three years later, they traded away a year or so. Um, scouting and holding on to the right guys is pretty important. And that's uh, that's something that you you flex and you flex it well on Cashman's resume that there's it is few and far between that you look back at a Brian Cashman trade and say like, wow, he, he traded away the wrong guy. Oh yeah. Do you remember when, like think about those 2017 trades and we had young kids telling us like, I can't believe he got rid of Blake Rutherford. Yeah. I still can't. Was that his name? Blake Rutherford? Yeah. We traded him for, I forget. That was the White Sox trade. That was oh, he Gainley was part of the and D. Rob Frazier. There was another outfielder that got traded in 2017. That I forget, but people also said that. I mean, um, Dustin Fowler got traded. People were upset about that trade. Mateo and the, those those some of those kids still have time. I mean, you know, Fowler yeah. they're only 22, but I think they wouldn't be on the Yankees right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's for yeah. sure. And that's, uh, that, that's, I guess that's also the luxury, the, excuse me, the other luxury Brian Cashman has is that, <laughs> you know, for some teams, Jorge Mateo, when he's a top 100 shortstop prospect, you're like, Whoa, like, let's make this guy work where Brian Cashman's like, ah, oh, the Glaber guy works. Yeah. He doesn't, he, he doesn't have a, he doesn't have a bad track record of trading away studs. No, no. I mean, the haters will say like he doesn't get stud pitchers in trades and yeah, he doesn't have a good track record of acquiring stud pitchers, but uh, as far as trading away from our team, he, he he's done pretty well there. Yeah. John boy and Jake talking Yanks. Great. Oh, my bad. I don't know where we are. What's up, guys? This is Dalton from NC, a long-time listener, first-time caller. Obviously, we have no idea what to expect as far as the season goes. But my question is, if there would be no season, what guys would benefit the most when it comes to getting a new contract? I'm thinking a guy like uh, DJ on a contract year coming off a huge season where he obviously stole the hearts of all of us Yankee fans and then had those insane numbers would be in line to get such a big contract. Uh, what do you guys think? All right, thanks. Bye. DJ is probably the biggest guy there. I mean, the Yankees have a lot, man. Paxton's going to be gone. Tanaka's going to be a free agent. Uh, DJ. But DJ, I think, coming off his best season of his life, 
And I also think the Yankees have a ton of pressure to re-sign that dude if they miss out on out on him this year. Don't you? Imagine if yeah, and it, someone snakes it's, it's him. The, it's the weird Yankee thing of, it, I, I think Brian Hoke or someone has, has said the quote to us, like when the Yankees want their guy, they get him because they're the Yankees and they have the bigot wallet. Uh, the only outlier of that is Robinson Cano, which I think we talked about recently. And that was a whole thing with Jay-Z and, and et cetera, et cetera. But uh, yeah, I mean, and, and no, it's hilarious. And you hear, you hear media say these quotes about dudes, but if there is one person in the world that could care less about him hitting free agency in the right way or playing baseball this year, it really is DJ LeMahieu. Um, because yeah, if he was a free agent right now, I mean, he would, he would collect like crazy money, six figures. Yeah. Insane. And yeah, if they don't have a season, that's, that's the only, the only, the only one is a Gardner's club option. Guardy. Um, and yeah, the other thing, I, I mean, James Paxton, he ended up, you know, finishing the end of last year, you know, he, he ended up pitching pretty well for the Yankees and he finished the year on like a 10 0 streak. So he, uh, homie would get paid too. That'd be crazy. And then Tanaka, man, I can't even think about that. Can't even think about it. No, 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 no. Tanaka, Tanaka stays in pinstripes. Okay. Thank God. John boy and Jake talking Yanks. Great show. Love you guys. Uh, Rick Romanelli in Pensacola, Florida. Long time. First time. Uh, just wanted to let you know, Jake, I know you're looking for somewhere good to eat in Brooklyn. Uh, don't have a question, more like an answer for you. Uh, got a, fr- a family member who owns an Italian restaurant called Bamonti's. Check it out. little pricey. Sure, they're doing some good-to-go orders for everybody. Um, I could say you could drop my name. There's, I'm not sure if my older cousins are still there, but give it a go. Let me know. Love you guys. Take it easy. Bomantis. So there you go. Yeah, Ro- Romanelli's at Bomantis. Storielli, Romanelli, Bomantis. I'll I'll remember that. You just got to say the guy who called. We got to say, hey, uh, I, I know Rick. His cousin may still work here. Hook me up. I think Romanelli called in. He told me to ask about Bomanelli and Spomanelli or something like that. So I'll I'll take the free cheesecake. Thank you. I have a little update here. Uh, you know when you Judge went live with Damon Dame. Lillard? Yeah. Uh, Lillard asked him, you know, oh, you're, you're the new Derek Jeter. And kind of funny because we know from R2C2 that Judge hates that shit. Because CeCe was like, yeah. stop. Don't say that shit. Don't put that on him. Don't compare them. Don't make him fit into that hole. Like, we hate it. So it's funny that another athlete did it. And, and Judge had, you know, a Jeter, <laughs> Jeter answer. He said uh, he yeah, paved the way I, for sure. I only, I, I only watched a minute of Dame Lillard and Aaron Judge live, but A, it seemed like they'd never met, which is pretty bizarre. Putting two high-level athletes that don't interact with humans normally. They got to be the Instagram same sponsors. Chat. Yeah, they have Adidas. Oh, yeah, um, okay. So that's why it happened. But yeah. just them actually doing it was weird because um, they're two guys that don't normally just interact with random people. Um, and then, yeah, I think Hoke just tweeted out that Judge is going live with Snell tonight. So it looks like Judge, he's looking to do stuff. Just wish he had a forum to talk to people that understand him. <laughs> I, hey, I reached out to his agent, but there's never going to be a response there. No response, sir. 
Um, all right, uh, go to Bonelli's. And you know what? If you're if you're a fan of ours, why don't you leave a five star review and tell us if you want Aaron Judge to come on the show? Bomantis. 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 Because Judge is constantly checking our reviews. Hey guys, it's James Espo, and through this quarantine, I've been surfing the the deep web of YouTube, and I stumbled across a video called The Battle at Kruger. Um, it's just, you know, an African safari. And it's uh, some water buffalo being attacked by lions. And it's quite the interesting video. Um, you should check it out, maybe even do a breakdown on it. I think you'll find it really interesting. Keep up the good work, and I'll see you guys later. The Battle of Kruger. Not really a talking Yanks question here, <laughs> kind of just a, a me question. That's good. Uh, Jake ran away, but I think he can hear me with his Bluetooth headphones. Um, someone at the I door? Can't. No, 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 no. Uh, this is, again, my life skills are very limited. Um, something that I'm oddly good at, and you know our good friend Nick Proach, Talking Folk, go check you guys on that. Probably a sad episode, John Prine, RIP. Um, but you can confirm with him, one of my skills in this world is just making things that are kind of broken work. Like if you have a, an old cell phone charger that it only works when like it's facing North and you got to turn the plug at an angle, like I will figure it out. We currently have a light in our apartment uh, that has one of those situations. The knob on it just has to be at the perfect angle. And my, my sweet beloved Jessica was wrestling it because she's seen me do the trick, but I think this was her first time attempting it. And uh, she was having a tough time. She would like to note that I put this lamp together. Um, so <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice detail by her. Thank you. Um, and yeah, the video you referenced, um, I am not familiar with it. Um, Huge viral video, Battle of Kruger. Yeah. I, I remember from like 2007, like really old, but definitely worth the watch. I mean, it says it's a film from 2004 now. It's just, why do they call it a film? So like there's these lions, there's these water buffalo. The lions have a baby water buffalo and they're going to eat it. Then the alligators come out of the water and they snatch the water buffalo. Now the alligator and the lions are playing tug of war with the water buffalo then this herd of water buffalo come. And like, if it was a movie, there'd be dramatic mu- music. like And they save the baby water buffalo. No one dies or gets hurt. Crazy. It's uh the full battle is 45 minutes, but it, there's like a two minute clip that has everything in it. It's amazing. I think it was just like a safari yeah. on some boats. No. Doesn't sound like my wheelhouse, but I'm, I'm glad people like it. Yeah. Next. Hey, guys. What's up? It's Max from Virginia. I have a bunch of questions, but I don't want to make this 59 59 seconds and 99 tenths of a second. So I'll just ask the one. I'm reading Baby Bombers at the moment. Great book. Just finished Mission 27. I'm sad that baseball is not happening because I was supposed to be at Oriole Park couple weeks ago for opening weekend i was gonna get brian hoax autograph and ask him this question but i want to ask you guys where are the rest of the steinbrenner siblings 
you always hear about Hal, and you hear about Hank, but then there's Jessica and Jennifer, and they all run the team together. Where, what do they do? What kind of, what have you guys heard about them as far as ownership? All right. See you guys. Go Yanks. All right. Kind of, kind of a cool, good question. There are four Steinbrenners. I would have said three because uh, Jennifer, I don't, Jennifer, I'm not familiar with, but I did just Google her and I still don't even recognize her face. But I think, or Jessica, I'm sorry, Jessica. That's that's bullshit that they're Jennifer and Jessica. I know a set of twins, Jennifer and Jessica. It's like, come on, Jesus. Jessica yeah, Jen. that's, uh, I'm I'm really struggling with that mental error. I think Jennifer, is Jennifer married in? Jennifer, or no, she's no, married no, no, out. Cyberner so, Swindle. So she, her husband, I believe, was going to take over the Yankees. But then he cheated on her. And fucked it up. Like he was in line. Her, her husband. Um, Jessica's. Uh, the only news article is that she filed for, for a restraining order in 2017 against her ex-husband. And she's out of the picture as far as I know. Now Hank, in 2008, when George was going a little, uh, getting old on us. Kind of not all there. Hank was the first picked to be the voice of the family. And he lasted about a month because he was a little bit too much like his old man and uh, was was late to his times and early. Like uh, like you said earlier, Jake, when we were talking about this, just on our own randomly. And uh, in 2008, his quotes were, Red Sox Nation, what a bunch of bullshit that is. That was a creation of the Red Sox and the ESPN, which is filled with Red Sox fans. Go anywhere in America and you won't see Red Sox hats and jackets. You'll see Yankees hats and jackets. This is Yankee country. We're going to put the Yankees back on top and restore universe to the order. And that's not that bad, but also you don't hear owners talking like that. What was bad is he called out all of the cheap owners and saying, uh, like being bullshit about luxury tax. And the quote was that, uh, I don't want these teams in general to forget who subsidizes a lot of them. And it's the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Mets. I would prefer it if teams, I prefer if teams want to target the Yankees that they at least start giving some of that revenue sharing and luxury tax money back from an owner's point of view. That's my point. I've never, so they sent him, I think he's like lives in Kentucky and like works on the horse farm now. Uh, He's not, he works from the Tampa offices in Florida. I think he does that. Um, Jake, when you think about the luxury tax and splitting, like they, like early 2000s is all this online revenue was happening. And obviously like a lot of it was Yankees gear, but they didn't think that was fair. So they split it, you know, and all that shit. From my owner's standpoint, that is such bullshit that like the A's owner gets to put less into his product and then gets helped out by the owners that are putting more into their product. Right. Because when you think about it as just business owners, you know, like if we all own a franchise of Pizza Hut 
and I bought my Pizza Hut with my money and you bought yours with your money and I put tons back into my Pizza Hut and I am selling so much money. I'm selling so much pizza. And then you and your Pizza Hut, you don't put dick into it. It's just a side hobby for fun. And now I got to give you parts of my proceeds because my Pizza Hut's doing better than yours, even though we have the same amount of money that we could be putting into our Pizza Huts. That's like how the A's and the Rays live. A little bit. I mean, I, I can't believe this is a phrase I'm going to say on Talking Yanks because I don't really know what it means and I don't know how to use it properly. But I think there is some economies of scale stuff there. I mean, like the Kansas City Royals could have could have dedicated everything they wanted into the Kansas City Royals and a lot of the stuff they're selling and is worthwhile can't be worth the same amount of money. Um, again, don't really know what that term means. I think I'm around it somewhere. Um, but... Yeah, I'll I'll let you get riled up about that. No, I'm not riled up. I'm just thinking uh, if I was in Hank's shoes, I understand why they do it. But if I was in Hank's right. shoes, I understand being like, what the fuck? Right. Like, why Why should I be giving some of my money? But yeah, I mean, it, it goes, you know, the... The, the hat is heavy on the king. That's not the phrase. Um, you know, if, if the, if, if Hal <laughs> or, or excuse me, and whichever Steinbrenner is owning the Yankees would much rather own the Yankees and give away 30 million of free money to the Royals than trade places with the Royals owner. Of I think course. that's, I think that's oh, kind of the hat you got to wear. But if the, if the Royals owner can put that into the team, they, they all can, they choose not to. Kind of. Um, I mean, you know, the Yankees income statement is looking a little different, but um, it's heavy, heavy is the head, heavy is the head that wears a crown. Heavy is the hat on the head of the king, just like I said. Um, And yeah, I I know uh, BBD gets a little credit. He uh, he looked at the Steinbrenners on the Yankees page, and I think the three siblings have the same title. Um, Not not Hal. Yeah. Um, So the uh, the other sister, Jennifer, the, the guy that. The guy that was gonna run it was Steve Swindle, and he mm. he's the one that blew it. And yeah, in 2005, he was named the eventual successor to the Yankees. And then, uh, yeah, 2007 blew it. So he, uh, man, he, he he almost swindled the Yankees from Steinbrenner. Well, it's kind of funny that George was not gonna give it to his sons. Yeah, and, and that that might have some. Who knows what's going on at the the Thanksgiving table there. Uh, Jennifer Steinbrenner is very active. Like if, if you, if you recognize yeah. her, you're going to recognize her is blonde hair, big, big red lipstick, uh, kind of like a 1950s hair where it's like, you know, back and then flipped like, uh, that 70s show mom hairstyle. Okay. And, and she's, she's really active. You'll see her at games. And we actually heard, found out that she's kind of like the disciplinarian. Like we heard that Clint is scared of her. Um, yeah. Because she yells at him all the time for being Clint. Yeah. And she's so like, she's the she, one you don't want to piss off. She's yeah, she'll check out things and she's still around. So but yeah, the first I thought so I thought there was only one, probably because it's Jessica and Jennifer, and I never heard them in the same sentence. There's two yeah. sisters, two brothers. And then Hal's doing his thing, being the voice. And that's that. That's the Steinbrenner family. How about that? Steinbrenner still have a big impact around Tampa. Yeah. Confirmed, says Jess. What's their impact? What's their impact? I think they're just around and they have a ton of money. So um, you just you just know them. 
Steinbrenner Field and just they're they're around Tampa. Cool. All right. I think that's all the episode we got. I think that's the end of it. Thank you for the voicemail. Some good stuff. Belmontes, Battle of Kruger, some recommendations for everyone. Thanks, Boobax, brother. Yeah, appreciate it. No Boobock, which is interesting. Whatever. What the hell, dude? Just whatever. Wow. Okay. It's funny we don't get Boobox brother's first name. Did he give it to us? Could have. Okay. That's the episode. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. We'll be back next week uh, with uh, guest Aaron Judge. Uh, That's not, I can't confirm that. It's kind of just the power of positive thinking is happening. Maybe we'll end every episode until it happens. See ya. Go Yankees. Yankees. Oh, oh, go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.